power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this gathering because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Father, we commit this gathering into your hands. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. I may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father this morning through the Word. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. We bless God for another opportunity to fellowship in prayer, in praise, in worship, and in the Word. And this morning i have a brief teaching for you as you know in the in the past few services i've been dealing with issues of the end times and um the first time i dealt with the subject of the rapture and a few days ago i dealt with the subject of the great tribulation um today i'm dealing with the judgments and if you notice from the title it's plural judgments because there isn't just one judgment there are different types of judgment and today we are going to look at one of those types of judgment hallelujah so basically what is going to happen in the future as i've said before in the previous messages is that there is going to be a rapture and those that are dead in christ will be raised first and those that are still alive the bible says within a twinkling of an eye they will be changed and they will take on glorified bodies and there will be a great mid-air reunion with christ christ is going to come with the sound of the trumpet but this particular coming he will not land on the earth it is afterwards that he'll come and land on the earth and after the rapture According to the Bible, there is going to be a great tribulation. And as I said on Thursday, this is called the great tribulation because, yes, there are, there are tribulations, there are persecutions, but this is going to be the mother of all tribulations. It's going to be the mother of all persecutions. And it's going to be perpetrated by a certain entity, a certain personality called the Antichrist, who will come and literally reign over the earth for seven years, first three and a half years of peace. And then tyranny begins in the last three and a half years. And I made mention of the fact that some people will be saved during the great tribulation. Those who will not take the mark of the beast. And basically salvation in the time of the tribulation is about whether or not you will accept the mark of the beast. The Bible tells us that those who don't accept it, they can neither buy nor sell. That means you can't do anything. Even food you cannot buy. You can't access health care. Nothing. What that means is that if you don't accept Jesus Christ before the great tribulation, yes, there is a chance for you to be saved. 
but this time you will have to pay with your own life. Either you are beheaded, killed one way or the other by the Antichrist and his troops, or you die out of starvation, hunger, or sickness. One way or the other, you will have to pay with your own life. And so the best time to give your life to Christ is now, when salvation is free. Hallelujah. And so today I want to go into the subject of the judgments. And as I've said, I said earlier on, there are different types of judgments. And today we are going to look at one. And then on Wednesday we are going to look at another. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about judgment, the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after death there is judgment. That means every human being will undergo judgment every human being will go through judgment but the judgment you will go through the type of judgment you go through will be dependent on whether or not you accepted the finished work of jesus christ on the cross hallelujah now there's going to be a separate judgment for those who are god's people for those who are saved and the judgment for the unsaved or the condemned is also going to be completely different now the judgment for those that are saved is what we refer to when paul said for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ so on on wednesday i'm going to talk about the judgment seat of christ hallelujah i'm going to talk about the judgment seat of christ but there is another kind of judgment which is called the great white throne judgment which is what i'm going to speak about today the great white throne judgment that is a judgment purely for the unsaved a judgment purely for the unbelievers now when we talk about judgment it's not like when you go to stand before god it is now that you are going to know whether you are guilty or not if you followed my preaching on the rapture my teaching on the rapture i mentioned the fact that when people die they go to hades which is the world of the dead and according to luke chapter 16 Obviously, there are two compartments in Hades. We have the compartment called Paradise or Abraham's bosom. And then we have the compartment called the place of torment. In the Greek, the word is Tartarus, the place of torment. Now, these are all part of, these are the two parts of, of the world of the dead. And according to the Bible, those that are saved will go into Abraham's bosom. Those that are not saved will go into the place of torment. And so the moment you die, you will know your fate. The judgment is more or less like a sentence. So it's not like you are now going to stand before God and you are going to know whether you are making it or not. By the time you stand before God, you will know whether you have made it or not. It is just a matter of sentencing. You are going to be told, that this is going to be your reward or this is going to be your punishment. Hallelujah. Now, with the two different types of judgments that I talked about, the judgment seat of Christ and then the great white throne judgment. And let me state again that it is believers who will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. When Paul said, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, that one is a different kind of judgment. And that judgment is not a judgment of condemnation. It is a judgment of accountability. But the great white throne judgment is a judgment of condemnation where eventually those that go through it are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. 
So the believers are going to stand in front of Jesus Christ and it's a judgment of accountability where you account for what you did with what you've been giving, what you did with your life. But it's not a judgment of condemnation. But the judgment of condemnation is the one that will take place, which we call the great white throne judgment, where the Bible says, multitudes shall stand in front of a great white throne. So it's important to, to note this clear distinction. And today, I'm going to talk about the great white throne judgment, that judgment of condemnation. So this is a judgment for those who are not going to make it into heaven. And it's a very, very terrible kind of judgment. And my prayer is that you will not be in line for that kind of judgment. Hallelujah. Now let's turn our Bibles to the book of Revelation. The chapter number 20. Revelation chapter 20. We are reading from verse 11 to verse 14. Revelation chapter 20. Verse 11 to verse 14. Let's see what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20. Verse 11 to verse 14. It said, And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of these things which were written in the books according to their works. Verse 14. Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Let's add the, the verse 15. He said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is a very important part of scripture that describes what is going to happen at the great white throne judgment, which I have said is a judgment for unbelievers. It's a judgment for those that are not going to be saved. Now the Bible states clearly that a multitude stood before a great white throne now this is the throne of God and if you read Psalm 89 verse 14 Psalm 89 verse 14 the Bible states that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne in Psalm 89 verse 14 righteousness and justice at the foundation of his throne. Now, that means God's throne is founded on righteousness and justice. They are the two foundations on which God's throne is established. And this is the throne people are going to stand in front of. Hallelujah. People are going to stand in front of this throne and are going to be judged. What it means is that if you don't meet the standards for the righteousness of God, then the power of justice steps in. Now, when we talk about justice, justice also means fairness. That means that day the judgment is going to be a fair judgment. Hallelujah. By the time you get there, you will know whether you are condemned or saved. But you are going to be given a fair account of why you are receiving this kind of punishment. Amen. It is a just kind of judgment. It is not unfair at all. God doesn't want a situation where there will be an aluta or 
a demonstration because some people feel they have been unfairly treated. By the time he's done with you, you will be 100% sure that you deserve that which you have been given. And the Bible said, and the books were opened and the people were judged out of these books. But before then, we are told that the sea will give up its dead. The earth will give up its dead. That means another sort of resurrection will take place. Hallelujah. When we talk about resurrection, then it means we are talking about bodies coming back. We can't have resurrection of a spirit because spirits don't die. Anytime we use the word resurrection, we are talking about a body that is coming up. That means people are going, just like it happened at the rapture, we are told by the apostle Paul that the dead in Christ will rise first. So as for the dead in Christ, they will rise at the rapture. And then those that died in their sins, whether they drowned, whether whatever, this is the time the sea is going to give up its dead, the earth is going to give up its dead. And so people's bodies will, will, will be raised. People will have bodies again. Somebody will ask, by this time, where are their souls? Their souls are in the place of torment. They were in the place of torment. So just like how a believer dies and your soul goes into paradise, and at the rapture, your body is raised from the earth to reunite with your soul. It's the same thing that is going to happen to the unbelievers. That means they are going to stand in front of God with a body of a sort. Now let me take time to explain the significance of this. Now the compartment of Hades, which is the place of torment, there is a lot of torment. But the torment there is primarily a torment of the soul. Primarily a torment of the soul. That means in that place, you see, the torment of the soul, even now, if the devil wants to torment your soul, he torments you with things like fear. He torments you with things like depression. He torments you with things like anxiety. Look, that place of torment is going to be like one long horror movie. Those of you who fear horror movies, make sure you don't go there. Can you imagine being in a dark place, a place, take darkness, and then suddenly you hear some strange sound? strange noise horror movies is the sounds that make them scary if you put up the sound of a horror movie it's no longer scary i'm talking about torments of the soul fear anxiety there'll be a lot of depression there'll be a lot of regret there'll be a lot of sadness people will look back at their lives why didn't i do this people will be will be tormented in their soul but you see that torment is just temporary it's just a brief warm-up for the real one that is about to come after the sentencing post the great white throne judgment and in order to lift up the level of the torment now a body has been added to the soul so the torment after the judgment is not just torment of the soul but torment of a body that cannot die May none of you listening to me stand for that great white throne judgment in the name of Jesus. Torment of the soul, fear, anxiety, regret, weeping, and all of that. Now they've added a body which cannot die. And you're going to be thrown into a lake of fire, burning with sulfur and brimstone. And that body cannot die. That is another level of torment altogether. And no human being must must go through this kind of thing. It is going to be a terrible thing. 
Hallelujah. Torment. And so that is the essence of the earth giving up its bodies. And, and the sea giving up its bodies. These bodies will now be re- reunited with the souls of these people. And the, the, the judgment that is going to come is at another level. I've said before that that place that we go to is a temporal place. It's like a remand prison. It's like a small prison like how we used to have James Ford Prison or Usher Ford Prison. Where when you commit a crime, you are placed until final sentence. And so that place of torment is like the remand prison where you are kept until the judgment is, is pronounced. And see what the verse 14 said. See what the verse 14 said. It said, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So that means hell and the lake of fire are not the same. So the place of torment, you can call that place hell. But the final destination of man, of the unrepentant man, is the lake of fire. Hell and the lake of fire are not the same. That means as I speak now, there is nobody in the lake of fire. Because judgment has not taken place yet. Hallelujah. So that is the essence of the resurrection of those bodies. So that there are souls who have bodies which will also be tormented forever in the lake of fire. Now, this judgment, as the Bible said, a book was opened. And then books were opened. And the people were judged out of these books according to what they have done. That means God has books that are recording the deeds of men all the evil deeds of men recorded in these books and these books are going to be opened and people are going to be judged according to these books that means on that day the things people have done will be revealed unto them i don't know whether it's going to be a video i don't know whether it's going to i don't know how but everybody is going to stand and see what you did now let's read Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 Daniel prophesied about a resurrection But he talked about two clear Types of resurrection One for believers And one for unbelievers He said And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth Shall awake And then he begins to distinguish between the two kinds He said some to everlasting life Which I believe is going to be you and I Hallelujah Which is what is going to happen at the rapture that is if, if we are dead by the time the rapture occurs We are going to be awake Some to everlasting life And some to shame and everlasting contempt That is for those who go through the great white throne judgment There is going to be a lot of shame on that day Because secrets are going to be revealed Things that people thought had been hidden And nobody knew Will be revealed that day For everybody to see Scandals in times past Political scandals that people have denied Political scandals that people have Have put a spin on And seem to have whitewashed it and made it clean On that day The real truth is going to come out Hallelujah Infidelities are going to come out Things people did At work Monies that were stolen Checks that people signed that they were not supposed to sign Signatures that people forged all sorts of evil things gossiping that people gossiped and got people into trouble and when they were asked they denied on that day all of those things are going to be brought to bear because the books are going to be opened and the deeds of men are going to be revealed Luke chapter 8 verse 17 the bible says 
there is nothing hidden under the sun that will not be revealed that means even if it's not revealed here on earth it is going to be revealed that day when we stand in front of a great white throne in judgment in fact that day there, there is going to be a lot of shame as daniel said a lot of shame a lot of disgrace you'll see world leaders come to stand in front of god and their secrets will be revealed and shame will be upon them you see if you are in that line of judgment as you are waiting and watching somebody's judgment it's better for you to be thinking about your own you see rather than feeling sorry for the one who is there because it will be your turn every one of those people will be judged hallelujah if you want to avoid that kind of shame you want to avoid that kind of disgrace you must accept jesus christ now so that you escape the great white throne judgment hallelujah it is going to be revelations upon revelations people all the people who died in the titanic their, their bodies will come back and those that were not saved they will stand in front of christ all the wicked people in history that we knew they will stand there people you've read about in history they're going to stand before god and they are going to be judged so it is a judgment of the of the deeds of people it is also going to be a judgment of the words that people spoke that means god takes into consideration the words that come out of our mouth when you read matthew chapter 12 verse 36 matthew chapter 12 verse 36 it says but i say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment every idle word i like the fact that he didn't just say every word every idle word so people mustn't just open their mouths and talk by heart oh i was just saying something every idle word people will give an account on the day of judgment so it will be a judgment of words now it is important for you to note that the torment that goes on in the lake of fire most people think the lake of fire is like one big lake and everybody is suffering it's like same level of torment just like i will show you when i preach on the judgment seat of christ for you to know that those of us who will make it into heaven i'm talking about me and you hallelujah those of us who make it into heaven we are all not going to be on the same level we are not all going to receive the same level of rewards it's according to what you've done when people go to the lake of fire to it will not be it will not be a just punishment if assuming somebody like adolf hitler made it into hell but you never know probably he repented before he died you never know but people who have been known to do very evil things it will be unfair it will not be a just judgment but you see god's throne is founded on righteousness and justice so it's going to be a just judgment you will not receive the same level of punishment and i'll, I'll show you some scriptures i'll show you some scriptures let's read matthew chapter 10 from verse 14 to 15 matthew chapter 10 verse 14 to 15 jesus was speaking to his disciples he said and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when ye depart out of that house or city shake off the dust of your feet next the verse 15 says verily i say unto you it shall be more tolerable for the land sodom and gomorrah in the day of judgment for that city he said when you go to a place and you speak to them about the kingdom and they don't accept shake the dust of your feet and leave them and jesus is telling us that on the judgment day 
it will be more terrible for that land than the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. That means there are levels in the judgment. Hallelujah. And one thing I realized, so what it means is that Sodom and Gomorrah will be judged again. Aside what they received thousands of years ago, they will be judged again. As for them, double fire. <laughs> double fire. They will be judged again. And it's saying any city that they preach to that does not accept the message, their lot will be worse. So once he's saying one will be worse than the other, it means the torment and the punishment is not going to be at the same level. That is one. If you look at Luke chapter 12, 47 to 48. Luke 12, 47 to 48. He said, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. That means... The one who knows the will, the right thing, and does not do it, will be beaten with many stripes. Next, 48. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask them more. What he's saying here is that Two groups of people, those who knew the right thing but just chose not to do it. Their punishment will be more than those who didn't know. And he says, to whom much is given, much is expected. What this scripture means is that those who heard the gospel, those who heard the word of God, those who were constantly being bombarded on TV, on the internet with the message, but stubbornly refused you see, there are some countries you can't even have access to the word of God. A place like North Korea. If a traveler is going to North Korea, you have a laptop. They will scan your laptop. If there's anything religious on it, they will remove it. If you are lucky, they will just remove it. If not, they can just put you in prison like that. I mean, so people don't even have access to the word. They can't hear a lot of things. I mean, such people, even if they make it into hell, from what the Bible is saying here... Their punishment will not be like those here in Ghana. Preaching is everywhere. All the private stations, TV stations, they preach the word on Facebook. Right now, if you if you start scrolling through your feed, you have a lot of preaching. And he's saying the ones who have the information, the ones who knew, the ones who had access to information but refused, they will receive more lashes. It's just telling you that the suffering is not going to be at the same level for everybody. Hallelujah. The worst people who will suffer are those who will be in church but were not born again. Like you come to church all right. Like many people do. I'm a church goer but I'm not born again. I'm not a Christian. You were hearing the word of God. You, were, you had access to everything. Their punishment is going to be the greatest. And let me show you something in Romans chapter 2 verse 5. Romans chapter 2 verse 5. I like the way the NLT puts it. Romans chapter 2 verse 5. It says, But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. That means... If you never get born again, 
the more you are sinning you are storing up punishment for yourself another translation said you are piling up the punishment for yourself that's why for some people eh, it's best if they die early because it reduces the amount of piling of punishment that they are receiving because that is what the scripture is saying here he said because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin you are storing up terrible punishment another version said piling up so when you lie you have increased punishment level when you steal when you fornicate when you think evil thoughts and you don't make it into heaven in fact that is the caveat you see that is the difference between those who will be saved and those who will not be saved at the end of the day those who be saved accept the work jesus christ did on the cross of calvary and that substitution takes place where jesus now takes your punishment and you are redeemed but those who don't accept the work it's like it's been it's been piled on so if you are not born again you are listening to me when you think an evil thought right now you are piling up your punishment if you lie the next minute you have piled on your punishment God is a just God He will show you all these things So when you are receiving your punishment You know that you really deserve it I pray that none of you will go through this This kind of thing in the name of Jesus It's, it's, it's best to give your life to Christ He says all this punishment All this torment Just accept the fact that I suffered for you Just accept the fact that I went to the cross for you And that substitution Would have taken place And you don't have to go through all of this as I said the other time, the gospel seems too simple to be true. It is so simple. People think it's, it's just too simple. It has to be more complicated than that. Punishment being piled on. This is not the kind of judgment anybody must go through. That is why you must be sensitive to the lost souls of the people around you. The people you laugh with every time. The people you, 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 you joke with all the time. Are they heaven worthy? Are they people who, who, who are saved? This is the sort of torment they are going to go through. They are piling up punishment. They are piling up punishment for themselves. They are going to go through torment. Bodily torment and torment of the soul combined. This is not a place any human being must go to. My prayer for you is that this message will stir up a desire. If you haven't given your life to Christ, give your life to Christ. And if you have given your life to Christ, may it stir you up to witness to people for them to change their lives, for them to accept the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. This is the great white throne judgment. A judgment for the condemned. A judgment for unbelievers. But my prayer for you is that you will not be in this line of judgment. You'll be part of the one I'll be talking about on Wednesday, which is the judgment seat of Christ. Where I'll be talking about how we'll give an account for the things that we have done and we'll receive rewards and we'll receive crowns for it. Wherever you are, I want you to begin to pray right now. I want you to begin to pray right now. We want to pray for lost souls around the, the world. I believe intercession has a way of pulling people to the cross. There are many people, they may not even have access to the word of God. But through our intercession, God will reveal himself to them. I don't think anybody would have had the courage to go to witness to Paul because the man was a killer. He was killing many people. But he had an encounter with God. 
We want to pray that Lord give people encounters in dreams, physical encounters with you, those that are not saved around you. Maybe you, you can mention some of them by name. Jesus is, is offering us a free substitution. He's offering free substitution. But the Bible says the God of this world has blinded them. The God of this world has blinded them. So they did not see the light of the gospel. You want to pray that the scales shall fall from their eyes. You want to pray that the deception will be reversed. That people will give their lives to Christ. Just lift up your voice and pray wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Pray for lost souls. Pray for lost souls. If any particular names come to mind, just lift up your voice and, and pray for them. Lift up your voice and pray for them. Pray, pray for the redemption of their souls. Pray for God to touch them wherever they are. These are people who are going to go into eternal torment. These are people who are going to go into eternal damnation. These are people who are going to suffer a lot of terrible things in hell. It is not a place people must go to. Just lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray for those countries that have been shut to the gospel. Pray for those countries whose gates to the gospel have been locked by political power. One pray that the Lord shall shutter those gates. The Lord shall part those curtains and cause missionaries to move into those places. You want to pray. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Pray that God will touch the hearts of these leaders that they will relax those laws that are preventing people from witnessing to others, that are preventing people from speaking the word of God. Just lift up your voice. The Bible says, whatever we shall bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever we shall loose on earth is loose in heaven. We want to command the gates of those nations to be opened. There are nations in the Middle East, there are nations in Asia that are completely shut to the root of the gospel. We want to pray that, Lord, let, let, let by your mighty right hand, let those gates be smashed open, let those doors be smashed open in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We want to pray that the Lord will raise missionaries from a Across the world, people who go into the hinterlands. Maybe you are listening to me and you even have a burden for that. Go to pray the Lord, give me the strength and the boldness to do this, to, to go into the hinterlands, to, 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 to dedicate my life to winning souls. Soul winning is the most important thing in Christianity. Jesus Christ came to die for the redemption of our souls. All the other things are just additions, all the other things are just embellishments. But the core thing must remain the core thing. We must major in the leaders, in the minor, in the minor. Unfortunately, as the church of God, we have turned things round and we are majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. We want to pray that Lord, Lord, give the church a new burden, a new burden for our souls in the name of Jesus Christ of God. That, 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 that seed that was on the missionaries of hope, one for the Lord, let that seed come upon us one day in the name of Jesus. Our generation has spoken because we have no means of preaching the gospel. You may not even have to preach to a person physically. You can use the power of social media to preach the gospel. We pray that Lord, give us a burden, give us a burden, give us a burden. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, Lord, give us a burden, give us a burden. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. If you are listening to me, you have not given your life to Christ, you are not born again. The judgment that I just spoke about will be for you. 
you stand in front of the great white throne all evil deeds will be revealed and as Daniel said in Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 some will resurrect to shame but you see somebody took shame for you I'm talking about Jesus Christ and because he has already gone through shame you will not have to go through shame again this one I want to give you the chance to give your life to Jesus Christ and you can do this by saying this prayer after me the moment you say this prayer with 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 a believing heart the slate is wiped clean every sin committed is wiped away that book that I talked about that was open the book of the deeds of people the evil deeds of the people when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior your sins are wiped away the Bible says I'm he who blots away your transgressions for my name's sake and I do not remember them anymore that is the portion of the believer and I want to give you the chance to do that now so you want to say this prayer after me Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I thank you for Jesus Christ I, thank you I believe that Jesus is the Son of God I believe that you sent him to die for my sins say I believe that he resurrected on the third day say Father I reject Satan and all his works and I give my life to Jesus I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior thank you Lord that my name is written in the book of life Book of life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are listening to me and maybe you are backsliding, you are a Christian. You have said this prayer before, but you are backsliding. I want you to give you the chance to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. For you to have a personal revival. For you to have a personal awakening. You want to say this prayer after me? You say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. I admit. That I have not given attention to you as much as I should. I admit that I have backslidden. Say today, I see my wrong. I repent of my stubbornness. I repent of my sin. Say, Lord, I pray for the joy of salvation to be restored unto me. Say, I pray for a revival. I pray for a renewal. I pray for an awakening in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, I commit my weaknesses into your hands. I believe that by your strength and by your spirit, I shall overcome these weaknesses in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for I'm revived and I'm renewed in Jesus' name. Begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray that the Lord will give you the zeal, the zeal, to win souls, the zeal to, to, to keep walking in the faith, the grace to keep walking in the faith. Look, salvation is a gift, and like any gift, you can throw it away. You want to pray that, Lord, help me to value the salvation that I've received. Help me to maintain my salvation. We don't want to hear one day that you, you, you have renounced Jesus Christ, because that is what a lot of people are going to do. The Bible says before that day, there will be a great falling away. There will be a great apostasy where people will renounce Jesus Christ. But I want to pray that, Lord, let that not be my portion. Let that not be my, my story. May you continue to forge strong in the things of the Spirit. May you continue to forge strong in the Word of God. May you continue to serve God with the best of your abilities. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. One prayer against distractions and things that will take you away. It may seem so far-fetched, but I've seen people who confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal the people who even preach the gospel. And later they renounce Christ and said they don't believe in the Bible. These are words of demons and evil spirits that work on the minds of people. They torment people's minds with all sorts of mental strongholds. But my prayer for you is that every seed of a mental stronghold will be broken in your mind in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. And right now, I feel that if you have any need, just begin to pray. Just lift it before God. There are times when the heavens are opening like never before. You want to pray and commit that need into the hands of God. Just lift up your voice. Begin to pray. It may be an academic need. It may be a job need. It may be a need for healing. It may be a health need. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift it up before God right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what we can ask or think. Our God is able to do. He is able to do. Just lift up your voice. Just lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift that burden before us. Commit that burden into his hands. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Health issues, financial issues, marital issues, just commit it into the hands of the Lord right now. Lift up your voices and pray. Absolutely. The Lord will release his ministry angels to begin to minister to those that need to be ministered to. In the name of Jesus, it may be a, a problem with your health, a challenge with your health. Just lift up your voice and, and, and commit it into God's hands. Just surrender it. Totally into the hands of God. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word that has come for. We pray in the name of Jesus that this word will galvanize us, this word will charge us, this word will move us into the place of evangelism into the place of speaking to people about Jesus Christ, into the place of speaking to people about the coming judgment. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that it will be cemented in our spirits and we shall be doers of your word and not listeners only. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, that word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.
information reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our facebook page the overflow worship center stay blessed